Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn. Unleash the power Super excited to be here for the first virtual Solar Summit 2021, baby. Trying to deal with the pandemic and people are looking for jobs. That's what this is about. What's the industry about? What do people need to do to start being a part of this movement and a part of this industry? A little bit about myself. I didn't finish high school. I didn't go to college. I had a kid in my teens and uh, I built you know, three businesses. I've always been into sales. I've always been passionate about what I do. My first company was a home security company. I opened when I was 24. Uh, at the time I had two kids, uh, married my high school sweetheart. We have four kids now and two grandkids. I was talking to the gentleman earlier. I was doing door-to-door sales, knocking, saying, hey, you know, uh, are you looking to protect your home? Can we put a sign in your yard for a dollar a day? We can keep the bad guys away, get you a free system. And I built a business on that because I believed in home security. I was passionate about home security. And we all know we've had, you know, our doors knocked by home security people over the years. They're not knocking the doors as much now. A lot of people in solar and other things are knocking, but that's how that whole movement was in the 90s and early 2000s. And I was a part of that. I was excited to be a part of that. It was fun. But then it got stagnant. Everybody was doing it. You know, it became more video automation. And I saw this opportunity to be a part of something that was game-changing that was, could change our planet, that can change our mindset, that can really create some kind of independence, right? Having a home security system is great, but having energy independence is something else. And so I got into the solar game in 2015, uh, took all the money that I made from the other two companies and stuck it in the business. And me and my business partner, Kevin, we weren't on payroll for 22 months, no paycheck. And then I had to sell my house, I had a nice house in Lake Norman. I had to sell that house and put that money into the business. Wife was mad, I got the stink eye from her. Kids were upset, like we're moving off the lake. Why are we downsizing dad, what's going on? This is in the end of 15 going into 16, our first year of business. And I believed in what we were doing. I believed in owning our power. I believed in taking things and not quitting, you know, and not quitting on our people. And when we finished 2015, we did about 3 million in sales our first year, but we lost a million dollars. And in 2016, we did about 14 million in sales and lost over a million dollars again. And that money's got to come from somewhere. And so that money came from myself, putting money back into the business, not getting paid. November 2016, finally started getting a paycheck. Things started to turn around. We started to see the movement, because we started in North Carolina, start to evolve. And we realized during this time, that solar just wasn't democratic, right? In fact, most of our consumers are Republican. We've done surveys, it's time and time again, the Republican people don't know that, but it's not democratic, it's not Republican, it's American, right? It's free enterprise, it's opening new businesses, it's creating new jobs, it's creating energy independence. We saw on the video where consumers get frustrated because the bills keep going up and consumers get frustrated because the power keeps going out. What are we gonna do with all these electric cars coming? EV is here. You just saw GM just cut their their rollback five years of when they'll be full electric. We're not stopping that train. It's here. 
Oil companies need to be on notice, it's here. But the utility companies need to be on notice because the infrastructure of the grid, and for those that don't know, the grid is how we get our power. They, they have a you know, power plant, goes to a substation. That grid is all the wires and lines that go through our homes and businesses. It's broken. We all can raise our hand on how many times our power has gone out everywhere. It doesn't matter what state you're in. You can be in Louisiana, you can be in Florida, you can be in Michigan, you can be in New York, be in North Carolina, Texas, it doesn't matter. We saw what happened last year in Texas. People lose power. You shouldn't be paying for something. We're the United States of America. You shouldn't pay for something where it goes out all the time. And I ask our consumers all the time, and our sales reps, our field energy consultants, ask them, what's the longest bill in your house? And naturally, they think it's their mortgage. It's not. It's your power bill. It lasts forever. And it always goes up. It doesn't go down. So what we try to do being in the solar industry is people are like, how does this work? You know, we try to finance the solar panels. So we take that payment that they're able to save of not paying the electricity bill. The first misconception is if I get solar, am I off grid? No, you're not off grid. Grid is your backup. So what you do is you have solar panels like you see on the screens over here everywhere. You have solar panels on your roof and the sun is beating down on those panels and you use that energy first. So before buying power from the grid, from your utility company, whether they did it nuclear or they're burning coal or whatever they're doing, before you're buying that, you're producing your own and using it. Any extra you get will actually fill up your battery. If you get a battery, which is the smartest thing to do is to get battery and storage for your solar, because that's the future. You get that battery, you get to store it and then use that at night. Well, why is that important? Well, a lot of utility companies have a thing called time of use. And time of use is where instead of paying 12 cents a watt for power every time, the utility companies dictate and go, well, peak hours are five to five. We're gonna charge you 18 cents during that time. And they have the ability to do that. They have all the legislators in their pocket. Trust me, I've seen it going on in Michigan, North Carolina, utility companies paying off the left side, the right side to get what they want. And the people that lose are you guys, are the consumers, are the employees, are the businesses. They lose from this. And you know, on that time of use from five to five where the peak is high, what you're able to do when you store your energy in that battery is now you can use that energy before buying energy from the grid. But any extra power you need, you buy from the grid. You're not off grid because that would be illegal. Because if, you know, if you use all your energy and then it's nighttime and it's cold and you don't have no power, you could freeze. So you have to have the grid as a backup. But if all of us right now are on this grid and we're using this and we're having power outages and there's not enough power, I don't know if you folks know this, but the utility companies buy power every day wholesale from each other. They're charging each other an arm and a leg. You got DT buying from Indiana Power. You got Duke Energy buying from Georgia Power. I mean, this, this is what happens. They're trading off every day for when they need pockets of energy. With electric cars, there's going to be a lot less energy out there. What we're able to do when we put the solar on the roof or in the business is we're able to use less. So it's less stress on the grid because if I have solar in my home, I'm using my panels first. I'm producing energy in my home first, right? Any extra I'm using in the battery, I use it at night. Any extra I need after that, now I'm getting from the grid. So now my usage is way down of what I'm pulling from the grid. Most utility companies love this. Some don't because they're still in the prehistoric age, but most love this and embrace this because it saves them money as well. They don't have to pay the high premium rates to buy from another power company. They don't have to have the transmission and distribution to go from the power plant to the substation to your home. Saves them about 13% on that. See, solar works kind of like water, right? 
So if I'm overproducing and I've overproduced and I filled up my battery and I'm still producing power because I'm not having anything on, then it goes back to the grid and your meter goes backwards and you get a credit. Some states, you, it's called net metering, you get a one-for-one one credit, which is very fair. Some states, they don't do that, which is unfair, right? But the utility company wants to put more money in their pocket. There are certain states that will pay you less for that power. But here's how this works. You produce the energy. You're not using any. You've already filled up your battery, and now you've overproduced. What happens then? You know, are they going to write me a check? They're not going to write you a check, but they'll credit your bill. But what it does is it goes out to the meter, and it flows like water. It goes to your neighbor's house. So... If I overproduce, it'll go to the meter, Duke Power, I live in North Carolina, will then buy that power from me and sell it because it flows, that molecule flows like water to the next door neighbor. Well, it saves Duke some money because they didn't have to make it at the power plant, send it to the substation and send it all the way to my next door neighbor. It's right here, it flowed and they get to buy it. A lot of utility companies love this because it saves them money and it saves stress on the grid. Certain utility companies argue and don't like this because they like to double dip. So they like to say that it, it's more stress on the grid even though they're using less power. That's incorrect. You'll hear a lot of utility companies, actually a small amount of utility companies preach that solar stresses the grid out. It actually does the opposite. It's less stress on the grid. So then when they're charging these premium rates and these increased fees every year that we see, we'll see an AG approve, oh, Duke Power's allowed to increase this rate and Georgia Power's allowed to increase that rate. You'll see that happen, right? Those fees are usually for them to invest and upgrade the grid, but that's not happening as fast as we would like. That's why we're having these outages. The batteries that we use, we use Generac. We've got a great partnership with them. We love them very much. They're, they're the largest generator company out there, so trust me, their batteries are as good as it gets because that's what it's about, is being able to have homeowners not be left in the dark. Having a battery and having storage, the advantage of that is, is you can take these loads, these critical or important loads at your home, Wi-Fi, refrigeration, maybe a heat pump, water pump, whatever it is you wanna do, three, four, five loads, those can always be on. So when these power outages happen, a lot of people are working more from home with COVID, you can still have your Wi-Fi and your lights on. A lot of people have medicine they gotta do with, you can still have your refrigeration. A lot of people live in cold areas. They want to have their heat pump on. You can still have access to that because of the energy you produced and you stored in your battery. So battery and storage is the future. People ask me all the time, are the panels continuing to change? No, they look cooler. You know, they used to be blue with lines and then they were black with lines and now they're black on black. They're like, they look like glass. I think they're cool looking, right? It looks like a, a, a glass roof. But that technology and the efficiency is not what's changing. It's the battery and storage that's changing. It's the ability to monitor your system and have those loads and pick when you want to turn things on because of that time of use I mentioned when you're paying peak rates and when you want to turn things off. It allows you to have that access. You know, in the world that we live in, I try to imagine or envision myself that if I'm in a cold place and I've got, you know, I have four kids and the power goes out and it's freezing and I have no lights and it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm looking and scrambling for a flashlight or a candle. And I'm trying to find a way to get something to work to turn on so I can have some kind of heat, maybe the stove, maybe something, right? A heat pump, something. And I can't find those things. This happens all the time. But if I have solar and I have battery and I have storage, I could have had some of those loads put on there. And now when something happens, it's seamless. I still have things on, I'm able to function, 
family's not freaking out. Maybe I've got my heat pump on. I'm able to stay warm. Maybe I'm able to, if it's electric stove, I'm able to mess with my stove, turn that on, cook some hot water, whatever you got to do. In the world we live in, as we continue to get these electric cars coming out, which are cool. We all love electric cars. They're cool. They're fast. They're slick. They got Mustangs selling overnight. They've got the Camaros that sold out. They've got the Hummers that sold out. All of these cars, immediately when they go on sale, they sell out for a reason because they're cool. It's the future. How are we going to be able to manage this energy? How are we going to be able to make a difference? That's why I love what I do. That's why I do what I do because I want to be at the forefront of changing things. You know, we have a motto at Power Home Solar called BAM. It's called building a movement, one panel, one customer, one employee at a time. And we have all our employees are all in rowing the same way to be a part of that movement. Our customers are rowing the same way to be a part of that movement. It's our responsibility to be a part of this movement. And this doesn't mean that you're right or you're left or any of that nonsense. This means that it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because you have a social responsibility to do it and because you create energy independence. You know, I talked about financing the solar system. You know, how does that work? Because a lot of consumers are out there watching this. You know, I want, to, I want this to make sense. Explain it to me again. Right now, you pay a power bill 400 bucks a month. Just 400 bucks, not every month. You know, some months you use less power. It might be 300. Some months might be 400. So we'll call it 350 average for the year. Well, what happens is, is the next year, the utility companies usually increase the rates. So now you might be paying 440. And the next year, they might increase the rates again. So now you might be paying 480. And that just continues to go up. When your power bill goes up, it's not because you're using more energy all the time. A lot of times it's because those rates have increased, right? What you're paying has increased. Those transmission fees have increased. Everything is going up, if you haven't noticed. Gas is like double, right? So with solar, you're able to have that peace of mind of a fixed payment. We're able to reduce that $400 bill to maybe 100 bucks. Can you get me no bill? No, we can't get you no bill because if we overproduce solar, you're not going to get a check at the end of the year. They're going to keep those credits. They're called renewable energy credits. So the goal is to get you somewhere between 80 and 90% offset. So attack that 400 bucks and try to get it down to like 50 or 80 bucks. That's the goal. Now, it doesn't mean it's 50 or 80 bucks every month. Some months might be 110, some months might be 30 based on usage. All these things factor, but on average, on an annual average. So if you saved about 300 on your power bill on average, or $3,600 a year that you're putting in your pocket, what are you gonna do with it? You still gotta get power. Well, you finance solar for around that amount. In some states, you pay a little bit more, but it's a fixed payment that ends. Some states, you'll pay a little bit less. And when you add battery and storage, you get a better interest rate and the payments are right there around the same amount that you're saving. And then here's the best part. It doesn't go up on you every year. There's an end date. You finance it where it's an end date. So we ask our consumers, if you were able to finance your power for your home, your energy for your home, and have an end date where that energy was completely free to you after, wouldn't that be worth it? Absolutely it would. And when we explain to our consumers how this works, what this means, that's the game changer of light bulb goes off and they go, oh, that makes sense. Like I'm already paying a high amount for power. I continue to pay the power company or I can finance the panels that I own I can add equity to my house and get a tax credit and I'm paying myself back because when it ends, that power's free. Who doesn't want to pay themselves back? Who wants to keep paying the utility companies? Now, not everybody can qualify for solar. You do have to have a, a pretty good roof, right? Um, it's got to face south, east, or west. Well, Jason, what if my roof's not good and it's facing north? Great question. We can do a ground mount. 
We can go out there and put a little solar farm in your backyard, 20, 30, 40 panels. Happens all the time. In fact, almost 20% of our customers, and we have 30,000 customers, do ground mounts. They're kind of cool. People like that. I got a little got a big backyard, put it over there in the corner. I don't want you to touch my roof. That's an option that a, that a solar company can give you, which allows more customers to be able to get solar. Now the solar industry is continuing to boom. Not everybody has a roof and not everybody has a backyard they can do that. So what can they do? This thing called community solar. We personally don't do it yet, but in certain states, I think Minnesota, Texas, or some of those states, where maybe you own a condo without a roof space. How can you be a part of this? How can you get a fixed payment? Well, you can buy into community solar where your energy is coming off a solar farm and you're responsible for X amount of that solar farm and you make payments on that. And that's the power you're buying back from rather than from the grid. And you own that section of the solar farm. It's a cool little thing. That's part of the future too. It's called community solar. Another thing that's really cool is microgrids. Utility companies now because they don't want to buy power from the other utility companies and pay, pay a premium rate, they are now reaching out to companies like ours and saying, hey, do you have 300 customers in the zip code? We would like to pay that consumer money to access that power at certain times of the year to where this, now your battery storage becomes a profit center. So they would write you a check and then they would buy the power when they wanted to get your approval. So you'd never lessen the battery. I think it's less than 30%. And then they'll buy that power from you at one or one to one, which is like a uh, net metering rate. Your solar system now becomes a profit center. And the utility company is able to harness that energy and that zip code with all of those consumers and not have to buy it from the other utility company and share it amongst those that need the energy in that zip code. That's the future we live in. I think of solar, I used to be in the, the cell phone business, right? And I remember taking Blackberries and PDAs into different corporations and everything was landline and fax lines and everybody was complaining like, oh, cell phones won't, that won't be the future. That's not going to work. I remember back in 2001 when it was about 30, 35% penetrated cell phones sitting down around round table with billionaires and millionaire CEOs and saying, this is the future. This is what we're going to do. Blackberries, you're going to use that computer anymore. You're not going to use that fax machine anymore. This is what you're going to use. That was a game changer because that's exactly what happened eventually. The solar industry is like that. You know, there's three things you're seeing all over, you know, the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ and all, all the markets are talking about crypto, renewable energy and cannabis, right? Those are the three hot buttons. Renewable energy is solar. The number one job growth two years in a row in the United States is solar. I mean, it's there. Electricians, opportunity for you. Installers, opportunity for you. Project managers, warehouse managers, opportunity for you. Field energy consultants. I don't like to use the word sales rep because I don't feel like we're selling anything. We sit down with a consumer. We answer their questions. We show them the proposal. We go over any objections they have and we educate them. They're called field energy consultants. They have an opportunity to be able to have people be part of this movement and invest into solar and to not be left in the dark. And so we have, we're hiring field energy consultants everywhere, customer service reps. I mean, our business alone, before COVID, had around 750 employees. We're near 2,400 employees right now. We're in 15 states, 21 big markets. Um, that would be cities in those states. But we cover the entire state that we're in. But our locations are in those 21 spots. And we're going to continue to grow. I mean, solar is going up like a rocket ship. You know, our goal is to get to 3,000 employees as soon as possible. We want to be in 20 states as soon as possible. 
But we're not the only solar company out there looking for good people. There are other companies out there that are always looking to hire good people. And you don't have to have the experience. That's what's cool about this. If you're an electrician and you're bored of doing the same thing and wiring the house and get into something cool, utilize that knowledge and that license and that experience to build a power center at somebody's house, to make a difference, to create energy. It's cool, it's exciting, it's fun. You feel accomplished when you're done. You're like, wow, I was a, I was a part of that. Those folks are gonna be able to produce energy for 25, 30, 35 years at that home. I helped build that. It's exciting, it's new, and it pays very, very well. Solar's the future. You saw over 280,000 jobs. That's continuing to grow. I see a world where the utility companies will build enough hydro, wind, and solar farms to really not utilize as much of the nuclear, but really shut down all the coal plants. That is just irresponsible. You got coal ash everywhere. You got groundwater problems everywhere. I, I take that stuff passionately. Where I live in North Carolina, there's been a lot of issues there. There's issues in Indiana where people are like getting, there's cancer clusters and people are having issues because that, that coal ash is arsenic and it's radioactive and it gets into the ground and it gets into the water that people are drinking. That's real. That's out there, it's, that's real information. We have to be able to force these utility companies to not do that anymore. And how do we do that? We continue to stuff renewable energy down their throat. That's what we do. We tell them how it's important. They know it saves them money. That's why a lot of them are starting to back this up. But those that aren't, we just put the pressure on them. We let them know that you're doing the wrong thing. You don't wanna keep you know, hurting our world and hurting our children and hurting everybody around. Do the right thing. Solar works, it's easy, it's cost effective. Wind works. Hydro works. I see a world where all these utility companies, they have those farms with renewable energy, but they're more of a distributor. So I, I think of the landlines and the cell phones where I was like, what are we going to do with all this fiber in the ground when mom, pa, AT&T and Bell, you know, shut down and then they separated little phone companies and then all the phone companies separated to cell phone companies, right? And those phone companies had to become internet companies. I see these power companies becoming distributors taking your energy and selling it to him, so taking his energy and selling it to her, taking that company's energy and selling it there. And not everybody can get renewable energy and they'll still be able to buy traditional power. But I see this movement that's happening. We've seen it in Hawaii. We're starting to see it in California. We're starting to see it in Connecticut, New York, and other states where they understand that solar makes sense, that solar can save people money, and that solar can really change what we're doing and create energy independence. I also think... If you look at the job opportunities with, I talked about the field energy consultants, there's opportunity out there to learn solar and be a trainer in our company. We're always trying to build educators and trainers in our business. You know, we, sometimes when you grow so fast, you have growing pains. And in our company, we've grown tremendously fast. So we get gaps sometimes of missing training or getting the right people, right? And so if you're bored and you're out there and you're an electrician or you're bored and you're out there and you're just an installer or maybe you've never installed anything in your life. Maybe you're just good with your hands and you wanna be part of something great. You definitely gotta check out this job fair and look, there's, we hire installers all the time. I'm a big believer if we can train you on any skill set, but we can't train you on your work ethic. We can't train you on your integrity. We can't train you on your hunger to be successful. Those are things that our company looks for. You know, we kind of look for somebody that wants to be a part of something bigger, that has a why bigger than them, that is really strong-willed and relentless and, and is hungry to be a part of something and grow in a business. Not somebody that's looking to just punch their ticket, you know, to clock in and clock out. Those aren't the people we ever look for. Those are the people we try to stay away from. We train our, our leadership, stay away from people that are just about a paycheck. 
You can't be chasing money. Money's great in the business, but you got to do it because you love it, because you're excited about it, because you're passionate about it. You know, anybody in any job, if you don't like it, you shouldn't be doing it. There's too much opportunity to waste your time doing something you don't love. And so people out there, maybe you work in the car business or maybe you work in the fast food or retail. We have opportunity for you. We have opportunity for you to learn a skill set of installing solar or educating and selling solar and to make tons of money. Our top sales consultants make around $400,000 a year. Our top one did. We have people making two, $300,000 a year. That's big money. It's a lot of work. They're meeting with a lot of prospects, a lot of opportunity there. That's big money. You know, our installers make 80 to 100 to 125 grand a year. Our electricians, we're always looking for electricians, make, I don't know, 100 plus. There's so much opportunity out there that why stay in something you don't like with not the opportunity, not being a part of change, not being a part of that movement that's here. You know, I think... Uh, you get a lot of these other companies that open up and I love entrepreneurs opening new businesses. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about entrepreneurship and people getting excited and doing their own thing. But you get a lot of these other solar companies that open up and they're small. And usually they've stemmed off of working from another solar company and they go, oh, I can do this. And they go off on their own. And I'm always a big fan of, look, you want to do your own thing, that's great. But when you lie, cheat, or steal, meaning like you try to take their ideas, or you try to take their employees, you can never re replicate the same sauce as somebody else. And so what happens is, in my opinion, what sometimes gives solar industry a bad name is you get these small mom pops companies that open up and then they go out and they make promises they can't keep to the consumer, which then hurts the whole industry. Or worse than that, they'll sell something and then they, they hire somebody else to install it. They're not even doing it themselves. Like at our business, we have 2,400 employees. Our guys show up to install the product. We're not subcontracting sub that out. We're showing up in our vehicles, our license, and putting everything in. That's the difference. But you get this other small mom pops that hires Johnny and Frank in a white van with no windows and they show up at your house and you don't know, what are they gonna do? They're out here making a mess. Like, who, who do I call if there's an issue? Like, those are the problems we see with some of the smaller companies out there in the industry. And if they were to do the things the right way, keeping their own employees, trying to build a foundation, trying to build credibility, getting good ratings with the BBB, things that they can do, that's a game changer. You know, one of the things we've done to build our brand is we've installed solar on five NFL stadiums, one major league baseball stadium, one college campus. That allows our field energy consultants to have credibility. In today's world, I was talking to a gentleman about door knocking and telemarketing. People don't want to be sold. They don't want you knocking on their door, bothering them while they're cooking food. They don't want you calling them while they're doing homework with their kid, harassing them, just blowing up their phone. That's not what they want. It's 2021. You have to be able to empower them to make a decision. One thing we do is it's how we digital market. We are the kings and queens of digital marketing in all the states we're in. Anything solar in the state that we're in, it's power home, I assure you. We spend $10 million plus on advertising and lead gen for power home solar. A month. That allows us to be at the top everywhere in the states we're in. But what that empowers a consumer to do is to read about solar, educate themselves, and then raise their hand and fill out a form if they want to learn more information. That's where our company comes in. They say, I'd like to learn more information. So then they talk to one of our SDAs who qualifies the home, and then 
We're able to get their power bills. We're able to do a, a preliminary proposal, a preliminary design, and we send one of our field energy consultants out to go see them. And in some cases, consumers don't want to talk to anybody. They're able to self-book. They answer their own questions and then self-book. Or they don't want to answer the phone. They want to have text messaging. Technology's evolving. People want less attention where you're bothering their space. And so my advice to those out there that are running a company or recruiting for people in solar is find a way to educate consumers, find a way to get these other companies to empower consumers to make decisions. Because the, that's the companies that flourish. You can't sell anything. You can't force anybody to do anything. People have cell phones. They get information instantly. So there's no reason for you to knock a door and bother them. They're going to look you up in two seconds and know if they want to do it or not. There's nothing you can say or do to change that. But if you have the information out there, you're marketing the right way, whether it be TV, whether it be radio, billboard, digital platform, social media, whatever your, your gamut is to pick and address consumable marketplace, that, those leads that come in, those folks, you don't want to try to oversell them. You don't want to promise something you can't deliver on. They're asking questions. They want information. You want to be able to educate them on how solar works how it can benefit them, what their return is, why is it important. Always ask them what their hot buttons are. Are they wanting to go green? Do they not like their utility company? Are they trying to get a fixed payment? Are they trying to reduce their payments in the future? What is their hot button? And that's where we come in. We kind of try to let the consumer tell us, and then we go over all of that with them. If you get an opportunity to fill out a form, and, you know, you can talk to our team as well and, and let them pitch you solar. I mean, you can go to powerhome.com, you can fill out a form, you can go through the process and say, oh, that was easy, or oh, I didn't like that. You know, we'd love feedback on that every time. We, we do surveys all the time out there to see how we can get better. And we don't know everything. We're learning as we grow as well in an industry that is new and exploding and we're excited about. But you can fill out a form and see what that process is like, right? I encourage you to do that. Um, you can visit powerhome.com forward slash careers and see all the opportunity that's there. One thing that's really cool about our company that we do that I believe in personally, you know, being in corporate America a few times and not being promoted because I didn't have the education or my age, right? Things that handcuffed me from growing to be the person I wanted to be is what inspired and motivated me to become an entrepreneur, to kind of make my own map, to run my own show, right? And I'm a big believer. If I don't if I don't attempt something, I don't try something, I don't want to live in regret because I didn't do it. So maybe you're out there and you're like, hey, I'm stuck in this job. Maybe I'll do this. Well, you choose in your life. It's either day one or one day. And if it's one day, it'll probably never happen. But if today's day one, then you can start that process now. And for me, when I opened up, you know, became an entrepreneur and did this, when I was in corporate America, I felt like I was handcuffed and I told you I couldn't become, I felt like a caged animal. I couldn't grow into what I wanted to be. So I made sure that our business was different that in the sales end or, or field energy consultant end and on the production end, that we would grow within. What's that mean? That means from our directors down to our regionals, down to our project managers, district managers, assistant district managers, crew leads, everyone has started at the bottom. We don't hire externally to be a leader in our company unless it's like customer service, HR, electricians, because they gotta be licensed, it's a little different but on the install end where we have 400 plus installers and on the field energy consultant end where we're almost at 500 energy consultants, all of the leadership managers and team on each side of that, which is like 75 or 80 people up, they all started at the bottom. 
It doesn't matter if they're here three months or they're here three years, there's always opportunity for them to move up. I'm a big believer in that because then you got respect for who you work for because they've done your job. And they've got respect for what you're doing because they've done the job. And that's how we've been able to build so well. You know, we got a regional manager or a director that started at the bottom, done all of those jobs, he understands it. Two things, one, he understands there's no nonsense, he knows what goes on in the job. But two, he understands how hard it can be because he or she have done the job. It just makes it a lot better. That's kind of part of our culture, which makes it exciting because you can really see the employment opportunity grow. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, female, male, tall, skinny, short, fat, doesn't matter. If you can produce, you're a positive person, you're high energy, you wanna be a leader in our company, you move up. That's how it works. We don't pick and choose from people on the outside, we grow within. That's what I love about our company, we do that. And I encourage people, if you're running a business or you're recruiting, like understand that that's the coolest thing. I, you don't get that in corporate America. It's like, where did you go to college? I, where, I don't like any of that. I like people to put their money where their mouth is, do the work and then elevate. Now the struggle with doing this sometimes is they're not the best leaders. They can be the best salesperson, best installer, but they're not the best leader. And that's why our training development center is so important to give them the qualities and skill sets to be a better leader. How to manage KPIs, which are key performance indicators. How to hold people accountable. How to host a meeting. You know, how to inspire and motivate their team. How to do our 80-20 rule, which is a rule we kind of live by where we keep 80% of our staff and, and we're always churning or replacing the bottom 20%, right? We teach them on how to be that. I, was, I didn't know how to be a CEO when I became a CEO. I didn't know, I talk about this all the time, three, four years ago, I didn't know what EBITDA meant. And now we're getting ready to do, you know, 750 million in revenue this year, over a billion dollar industry talking about going public. And I've learned a lot, but I'm able to set my ego aside, have some humility and say, hey, I don't know that. Show me, teach me, surround myself with smart people that are smarter than me in different aspects that can elevate me and I can elevate them. And see, a lot of people when they're running a business or they're in a job, their ego gets in their way. Their ego is worn on their chest and it just limits their capabilities. You don't need an ego in life. You can learn from anybody, whether they're beneath you, next to you, above you, it doesn't matter. You can learn from people. And in our business, we learn every day from each other. You know, we've got an all-star team. You know, everybody, I believe life and business are like a puzzle. Everybody kind of fits in. We've got a cool CFO that I didn't know. All, he, he explained even now, I know. And if you don't know, Google it. It's hard to explain. But he explained it pretty well. We've got a chief legal officer who handles all the compliance and growth because we're 2,400 employees strong, right? We've got a president we brought in because we were in waters I wasn't used to. Kevin wasn't used to. I'm like, dude, I don't want to ever let my team down because I think I know it all. I don't know it all. See, the cool thing about life and running a business or being part of our company and hopefully other companies out there is when somebody thinks that they have to be great at everything, they're not really great at all. You only have to be great at a couple things and utilize those strengths to make a difference, to put a dent in the universe, to, to push people and elevate people. But surround yourself with people who are great at the things that you lack so you can be a great team. That's kind of what we have at Power Home Solar. We have a great team. We have great culture. We're part of that movement I mentioned earlier, right? That bam, we get excited about what we do. We get excited about getting consumers energy independence. We get excited about taking customers from the big bad utility company. We get excited about that. We get excited about putting solar on an NFL stadium or a baseball stadium. We get excited about seeing our employees grow from a field energy consultant to a assistant district manager to district manager to regional to director and them get married, buy a home, have kids. 
You see an installer start as an installer, become a crew lead, become an apprentice, become a project manager, become a district manager, become a regional, become a director. Watching them buy a home, buy a car, travel on vacations they've never done before. That's why I do what I do. I do it for the consumers and making the difference of energy independence. And I do it for our employees because they get to live a better life and be a part of something great. And that's the most exciting stories we ever hear is these, these folks that have been promoted and promoted and get to do big things are people making more money than they've ever made. And that's the opportunity we have here with the Solar Summit of you're looking for a career, you're looking for a home. Well, it's a mutual thing. You gotta make sure that you want it. You gotta make sure that you're hungry. You wanna be part of something big and great. And not everything's gonna be given to you. You gotta earn it. That's how our company's built. And that's the respect that we all have for each other as we continue to grow. And nobody's perfect. Every company has its own bumps. We grew too fast. Sometimes that's a bump. But we're excited about what we're doing. You know, this year alone, I think we opened up six new markets. We plan on opening six more coming up. We are, we're going into Florida in Q1. We're looking at San Antonio, Texas in Q2. Arkansas in Q3. Like, we're opening up all over the United States. And we're super excited about the opportunity for people to, to come in here and, and be part of this movement, to be an installer, to be an electrician, to be a field energy consultant, to make a difference in life in what you're doing and feel good when you go to sleep. And I always say this, fulfillment isn't how much money you have or how successful you are in business and what your, what your title is. Fulfillment means you're, you're successful because you're fulfilled inside, right? And success is, is fulfillment to me. And so what is your why? What is your fulfillment? If you like what you're doing, that's great. Then you should continue to do it. But if you don't, then you should ask yourself, what makes you happy? What makes you fulfilled? I know some of the most successful people in the world don't make a lot of money, but they're as happy as can be. And that success is being fulfilled. It's not about title. It's not about money. I always tell people, you can't chase money. You can't just flip-flop jobs because of more money. There's a lot of money and opportunity in the business that we're in, in the solar industry. But there's also the why. The why do we do this? Why do we use American-made panels? Why do we offer battery and storage? Why do we offer energy independence? Why do we grow the way we grow? Why do we have the consumers be part of this movement? Why do we partner with NFL teams? Why do we do these cool commercials with the NFL legends and, and Hall of Famers? I mean, because they all get it. Everybody understands where this movement is going. So you're either going to be on the train or you're going to watch the train go by. And my last words to you is, look, I'm a big believer in unicorns and they only come by a couple times. And when that unicorn comes by, you jump on it and you ride it. Because if you don't, you will have regret for the rest of your life. You'll ask yourself, why didn't I do that? I should have, I could have. How many people you know say, I should have done this. I, I could have done this. I wanted to do that. I wish I would have done that. I never want to be that person. I watched my old man, he was a blue collar AT&T worker, get transferred from Arizona to North Carolina. And he had an opportunity to open up his own business with his friend. And he said no, because he was worried about my brother and sister having asthma. And he stayed with AT&T, not making much to try to retire and get a, a BS package. We moved to North Carolina, lived in a trailer park, and that was rough as it is. He's working two jobs. My mom's a cake decorator, middle of the night. I'm helping him deliver papers. It was hard. But what I learned when he didn't do it is I learned that he played it safe. He played to not win. I play to win. People at Power Home play to win because we wanna win. We wanna do what we can the best that we can do it. We're not gonna sit on the sidelines and watch somebody else do it. We wanna be a part of that. 
I tell you now, if there's an opportunity for you, even if it's not with us or in solar, and you see that unicorn come by, you gotta try. Because if you don't get the results, that's not failure, that's learning. But if you don't attempt it at all, you'll live with that regret for the rest of your life. And nobody wants to go, oh, I should have joined that industry or that company. Look at them now, they're public and all this stock and I could have been a millionaire. You, you see those stories all the time. When opportunity is there, the unicorn's in front of you, you gotta ride it. That's all I got, bam! And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam